Hello and welcome to episode 101 of the Bookwars Pod. Kristen, Kristen has control of the air horn. Thank, thanks to our <laughs> Patreon subscribers for our air horn. Related, I'm Miranda here with Chris and Kristen, and uh, today we're doing Lords of the Sith by Paul S. Kemp. The start through chapter seven. So a pound pound for that. Um, yep. <laughs> what's everyone drinking tonight? What are you drinking, Chris? Um, I am drinking. An Avalanche Amber Ale from Breckenridge Brewery here in Colorado. Oh, I love Breckenridge um, Brewery. I like them. I So this is described on the can as caramel malt body with a light hop character. So, you know, an amber. Sounds, yep. sounds like a beer. So, um, sounds like an amber beer. It is, it is actually, though, quite a punch in the face with of malt. It's mm. it's oh. And I like malt, but it's a lot. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Well... Good enough. Cool. Shout out to Breckenridge Brewery. They're one of like the first real craft breweries that I had that I liked. Oh, interesting. Like, when I was like a baby, like I think I was, it was probably like right when I turned 21 and I was out there to ski or some shit. And I had beer from there. <laughs> so I don't know. Cool. Marina's drinking soda water. I'm drinking a lime flavored sparkling water waterloo brand fuck is waterloo brand it's really good you can get it at like nobody lives in dc anymore but giant um they sell it at our whole foods it's it's a sparkling water where the flavor is actually the flavor and not like a muted flavor interesting yeah it's pretty good but like like sugar-free yeah it's all like the same shit just more yeah huh. it's it's kind of like those um fucking lacroix that you can get now that are like more flavor you can get those yeah but they're not like the original flavors they're like the curates they're oh, like, like the those kiwi li- those yeah the, skin, the skinny bitches yeah yeah um i'm having uh, migration brewing patio pale which i've definitely had in the pot before <laughs> um but it's good we just went out to get some food because there's a worker strike at our local grocery store and there are scabs there right now and um we keep pretending like uh we can just go out instead of going grocery shopping there instead of grocery shopping somewhere else so yeah like adults i love it it's an easy solution i mean it's great that we're not going pat on the back to us also yeah no we're idiots because we could just go to safeway yeah i was gonna say like you're you're like you're you're like you're so close we're halfway like you're there. halfway there yeah. yeah yeah well and but we're like we're not going to fucking whole foods like well, we would yeah, have I gone mean, to whole foods and that was and the that was the option i know it's very well close. i just mean like we're not going to whole foods to grocery shop oh no oh no and like the Safeway is far inferior. It's like really uh, yeah. bad. Safeway is just really very in quality, like by location, and it's, it's a by problem. Far Super. The, my least favorite Safeway that I've ever been in. 
Oh, the one downtown is my least favorite. Have you and I used to, to work at a gas station at a Safeway. Okay, um, that's fair. But Miranda, are you old enough to have experienced the Watergate Safeway? Because no, no, that was before my time. Uh, uh, it might have cool. still well, been I'm there when I was go like die a now, freshman. But I fucking but, um, love the Watergate Safeway. I was it had there. like it had like one wilted piece of lettuce. Was the only produce it ever had. Yeah, so it was just like we never we don't have vegetables or fruit here. But they never ran out of Easy Mac. You know, they didn't. They had a lot of condiments. I remember just like they looking did. at the condiments across the aisle from the pro- where the produce was supposed to be. The the ghost of produce passed. They and, they did um, have a lot of condiments. I know this because <laughs> my crazy like psycho klepto hoarder roommate like filled a closet with them because they were on sale one day. He's Same. that he's that he's guy me. from our math textbooks. Yes, <laughs> he's got seven mayos. He can, what do you he mean? Five hundred forty-nine sandwiches. Explain that joke, Miranda. Oh, like it, when you do when you have your math textbooks and they're like trying to teach you formulas. There's always somebody who like has an absurd number or like an absurd quantity of one item. Ah. Uh, oh, Johnny has seven s- jars of mayo and ten to loaves get, of like, bread. Like, How many sandwiches can he make? Or like trying to Zero. trying to hit like the place where the cost benefit sure. analysis thing yep. breaks Thank even you. and mm-hmm. makes you money saves you money even though you bought seven fucking jars of mayo oh yeah it's like <laughs> how many sandwiches does he have to make before he doesn't want to kill himself as much yeah cool um, yep. how many mayos can he buy until he's no longer paying more for mayo than he should <laughs> everyone's always overpaying for mayo you should never buy mayo <sighs> They Christ. accidentally put it on my sandwich today, and it was a disaster. I know. I heard. I you, we've wait, but mayo. So, do you not like mayo? I hate mayo. Oh, uh, I like I like mayo, but it has to be like in context, correct? No, I mean I'm, that's that's correct, but no, I'm just I can't do it. Yeah, what I don't was mind. The I mean, I can I can do it if I have to, but if given the opportunity, I would prefer to not. Hmm. Is a turkey sandwich? No. Yeah, turkey sandwich. Turkey sandwich. Um, I asked asked for cranberry sauce, and they gave me mayonnaise. Those are very different. Those are are about as different as one can get. (laughs) It was a different guy who I didn't recognize. Did he cut your sandwich in half, though? Yeah, he did. They did not cut my sandwich in half on Monday. See, there's a guy who doesn't cut her sandwich in half. I only have a sandwich from the same place. A normal Isn't amount of times a week. Definitely not every day. Isn't it exhausting when you have, like, a lunch place... And it's like really good when they get it right, but they also only get like one specific, yes. like one thing is off like 30% of the time oh. and you can never oh. predict what that one thing is going to be. They're the usually worst. very good. This is like the second time in seven months that this has happened to me. Oh, interesting. <laughs> so they're pretty good. Just Miranda is Miranda. I don't like mayonnaise. <laughs> she doesn't I mean, like mayonnaise and she's also very particular. <laughs> not everybody can be just the like, the bright star of consistency that is GW Deli. That's for sure. God bless America. GW Deli, notably not open on Sundays. Oh, I know. It kills me. The worst. I just used to wake up so hungover and be like, I need a deli sandwich. And then I'd be like, God is dead. God doesn't (laughs) exist, but he's dead. You go to Ivory for the inferior sandwich. Oh, God. Exactly. I was. I got food poisoning from there once, but that was during Snowpocalypse. So does it count? I don't know. I, I think like, I got food poisoning from everywhere I ate during Snowpocalypse, so it's fine. <laughs> I think the fact that anyone came to work and fed us was amazing. I think you were just hung over that whole time. 
Listen, it was a complicated I was going to say, like, bold, bold of you to eat during Snowpocalypse. Okay, I needed to. I was stuck in ivory. Where, what was I going to do? I didn't have any food in my fucking dorm. I was a piece of shit. <laughs> oh, I sorry. I, I got confused between ivory and carvings. Carvings was my shit. Oh, oh I love carvings. Carvings is fine. No, it was like the ivory, like, food yeah. bar. Also, Ga- I had gallery. great sandwiches. Yeah, gallery. Gallery place. Oh god, gal- yeah, no, you're right. Gallery, gallery place paper. was grody as hell. Like, you're right about oh, yeah. that. Good, good, well, shitty to, sandwiches. I know. I was gonna good say good shitty Chinese food I bar. Know. I used to get their like fried tofu, and then it, that <laughs> ruined it for me because all I did was puke fried tofu for a while. But it's fine. Um, you know what are you gonna do? The it's fine. Right, cool. Fine. I really thought we were gonna get into Star Wars earlier than usual, but here we are stuck in um, friendly, upsetting banter. Um. Well, just to to wrap up the upsetting banter uh, with some more upsetting news, as listeners will notice, we are missing one small but mighty co-host today. Uh, Kate is, is it n- you? No, I am neither small or- nor mighty. It's Orca. It's Orca. It's true. He's downstairs with the other person, who is Kate. Pork chop. Pork chop too. They're all downstairs. Honestly, oh. they just left me up here. They're having a fucking party. Hell they yeah. really are. I mean, in in that. Every single one of them is sleeping right now. Yes. Oh, that is a party, though. Is Kate about to like get up in an hour and like do more work, though? Oh, yeah. No, no question. As she does. (laughs) Yeah. No, she's going to be up till four o'clock in the morning doing work. But for now, she's sleeping. She's very grad school. She's I mean, honestly, it's good for her because she is kind of naturally nocturnal. So it's working well, other than the fact that it's 10 o'clock right now and she's sleeping. But I mean, usually I sleep at 10 o'clock. But then I stay asleep until the morning. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's the time it's, that I like. It's a to fine sleep. line. That's my sleeping Cri- time. Kristen just wakes up 84 years later. Like. <laughs> I do. I'm very, yeah. it's, yes. What's, what's um, the one that's not Jack the Ripper, but he's under the tree? Rip Van Winkle. Yes. Got it. That's very not different. Ja- those are <laughs> very different. Um, <laughs> Premise Rip? for a great Amazon Prime TV show, though. <laughs> well, Rip was in it. I had that one syllable yep. down. You got it. <laughs> well, and Jack was in it also. I I don't actually remember the story. I just remember Happy he Van falls. Winkle. I just no, re- Happy Van Winkle is the whiskey. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> it's Rip Van Again, Winkle. Again, very different. We're really Winkle. jumping around. <laughs> oh, sorry. Jack isn't in it. I meant Jack and the Beanstalk. Uh, whatever. James and the Giant Peach. Beef. <laughs> oh I smell God. whiskey. Um, okay. Cool. Anyway, what Good I times. was going to say is uh, Kate is in the throes of her first semester of grad school right now. So she is sitting this one out. Uh, but she is with us all in spirit, telling each and every one of you listeners personally to eat her ass. Oh, thanks, Kate. It means a lot coming from you. Um great yeah we let kate do whatever she wants i mean we've always let kate do whatever she wants but now um with uh less predictability (laughs) in that we always let her do whatever she wants but we don't know what she's gonna do at any given moment she's a wild card (sighs) she is sorry i keep burping because i've had like 70 beers already twist she's had two beers and she's drinking a third well, I also had a glass of wine before the beer. And the glass of wine. Yeah. And then I had a grilled cheese. And so now I'm just very belchy. Oh. Um, grilled cheese sounds really good. Yeah, right? it was good. I, I put turkey on it. It was it was real Ooh. good. You should always go with ham over turkey on a grilled You're, cheese. Ooh, no, because the ham... A, you should the never ham, go with ham over turkey in any context. That's not true. I If they... I just know their ham versus their turkey lunch meat at the mm. place that we went. Fair. And 
their their ham lunch meat is not my favorite. Anyway, uh, ham it's is not bad. Like a, Change my not, mind. It's not like a smoked ham. A smoked ham mm. lunch meat would have been very good. That's what I or usually like, put on a grilled cheese. Like a black forest. Yes, exactly. Mm. Well, yeah, I think that's like smoked also. Probably. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, oh, now we're even further into it um, than we usually are when Star we do Wars. this. Great. Uh, this when and where are we, Chris? Uh, Lords of the Sith. I bought the wrong audiobook by Paul S. Kemp. Yeah, that was that was that was pretty fantastic. <laughs> that was pretty of you, um, pretty typical of me. I usually, if you if readers listeners don't know, I usually try to get kind of both the Kindle and the audiobook to read along with because. I end up not doing my reading and also I just like having both because then I'll go back and listen to it. Um, however, I bought the wrong one. I bought one that we read before. Which one did I get? Dark Disciple? Yeah. yeah I, I accidentally so. got Dark Disciple, which I didn't have the audiobook for. I so. mean, great book. Oh, yeah. Totally great book. Hadn't listened to the audiobook, so I'm excited for that because <laughs> usually if they... Um, they do the voice as well, then they do the voice as well. So we'll see. I'll reread that. It's one of my faves. Um, but I, okay, listen, Dark Wait. and Sith, those are, just, they're in the same filing cabinet in my mind, okay? Yeah, they're both. Is that, is it by side. chance the Star Wars filing cabinet that they're both in? I only have one filing cabinet and it's all Star Wars. <laughs> um, anyway. So, Lords of the Sith by Paul S. Kemp. Um, one thing that I have hated about the audiobook so far is uh, the way that they say Twi'lek. Um, I hate it. How do they say it? They say it Twi'lek. And Ooh. I'm going to just lie on the floor now. It's a note from me. Chris? I'm sorry. I was... I. <laughs> I zoned out. I'm trying to remind myself how one pronounces champs and doula. I'm pretty sure it's cham. It is cham. I think it's cham. Okay. That's what I thought. That's what they call so, them and in uh, Clone Wars. In trying to figure that out, I just stopped listening. Can you say that again? Uh, Twilek. They say Twilek. Oh, no. It makes me want to die. No. So, absolutely cool. not. Good, good talk. That's and it's like, I'm like, he, it might be a guy that you, like, maybe you had a British accent because I hear him say stuff in like, like, Twilek would make sense if you were British, I think. But he yeah. doesn't have a full British accent all the time, so I don't really know. Um, oh, anyway, Chris, where and when are we besides Champs and Dula and uh, Twileks? Ryloth. Ryloth. We are yes, we are on Ryloth. Uh, and it's it's various moons within the system, I think one could say. Mm-hmm. Um as is noted in the little like intro scroll, uh we are eight years after Return of the Sith, so eight years into the Empire. Uh which means that puts us between when Han gets out of Corellia and the main plot of Solo. It also puts us before a new dawn. So Hera is at this point potentially working for the rebellion, but we're not positive. She has not yet met Kanan. She gone though. Yeah, she's she's off Ryloth. She is sure. definitely off Ryloth. That is that is a hundred percent true. Cham is all I miss Hera. And then yeah, cry, Ch- Cham is all cry. oh shit, am I a bad father? <laughs> Twist. He is. <laughs> there are no bad fathers in Star Wars. <laughs> it's true. No bad fathers, no dead mothers. Um, but yeah so that's kind of when we are it's for reference also this puts us about seven years before the start of rebels about 11 years before a new hope 
So Luke Skywalker is but a playful child at this point. A young boy of eight. A young boy of eight. Drinking his blue milk. Um, what else is happening? <laughs> Chris is ignoring all of our jokes. Yeah, I, mean, I didn't. I didn't. I just sense. didn't. I didn't have a response to that. <laughs> you know, Kristen, my mother taught me if I don't have anything nice to say, not Fuck say off. anything at all. <laughs> oh, that's a that's a lie. That's absolutely not something that my mother lives by. Hi, mom. Hi. Also, um, it's really funny because my mom. So my mom listens, as I think we've mentioned. I hate yeah, that she I does that. that I hope I never meet her, so she. Doesn't well, know so Miranda is She's going to meet her in two months because Miranda is coming to a very book worst pod Thanksgiving, as are my parents. And when oh, I pow, told pow. when I told my mother that that you know our, our friend's going to be there, it's Miranda. She's a co-host. She's like, oh, I know Miranda, oh, like yes. from the pod. She like Miranda. I'm pretty sure she remembers you from like. The conversation we had about how my mom will cycle through names in her mind in order of importance so it'll go be like justin i mean chewy i mean chris and you said something along the lines of like you want to get higher than me on that list oh uh, you were when drunk. she's like searching for my name oh that, that's fair. and 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 it my happened. that is stuck I in my mom's remember mind that so i did not remember that was it, was it the thing. first time i was on the pod it's entirely possible no i think it was like the third or fourth I was never as drunk as I was the first time. On the pod. Okay, correct, so. but like, <laughs> correct. But anyway, I mean, so that's how she knows you. So you should you. just prepare yourself for that. Okay, parents like hey, me. She I'm was she very polite God. and aggressively Capricorn. Thank God you're not me. Um, cool. Uh, in this and in all things, um, where's the Empire at this point, Chris? Tell us about uh, Vader and his and his very family. Yeah, well, in charge. I feel like I'm going to talk a lot this episode because that's yeah. okay. most of what was added uh, not by me to this outline was all caps, spaces between the letters, and be in. <laughs> <laughs> you oh. missed the other thing that I added. <laughs> oh, no, I, I saw that one, too. <laughs> Listen, hey, we both did the reading. I mean, I always Honestly, do the reading. Honestly, that's <laughs> true. <laughs> I have two notes on the notes app on my phone that did not fit into a place in the outline Neither once one. I opened up the outline. Neither of them is good. I've read them. Okay, no, one of them <laughs> one of them is a very relevant point to the greater Star Wars. I didn't understand it. It was several lines. I got I got confused halfway <laughs> through and stopped reading. The first one's a Twist. shit post. But the first one is a shit post. Okay, it's fine. Um, All of this is completely unexpected, frankly. Uh, Where's the Empire at this point is what it says on the outline. Chris, can you tell (laughs) us where the Empire is? (laughs) Yes, it's definitely in space, in a galaxy that is far, far away from the one in which we sit right now. Long, long ago. Long, long, long time ago. Yes, that's 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 what that's what they're saying. Anyway, it's what the people are saying. A long time ago. Yeah. A long time ago on a Mm. galaxy far, far away. Big if true. Yeah. Um, But so, like I said, we're eight years in, which... It's mostly consolidated at this point, the Empire. You know, obviously, like, Palpatine is, like, kind of chilling, like, just enjoying the fact that he just controls everything. Vader, as we're going to talk about, is extremely Vader at this point. Uh, But there's a little bit of a difference between now and kind of when we see the Empire at its peak a little later. And, like, you do still see... uh, like some non-believers in there in the empire like it's not 
it's you still have some people that are like oh this was a thing that is relatively new so i'm just gonna be in it for the money like dre who we meet for the spice and, and in it for the money and spice uh and so like it's it's not quite like the true believer fest that you see a little later in the empire and particularly with the first order it's still you have your republic holdovers you have you know your old clone war veterans who are still in charge a lot all that good stuff greedy motherfuckers uh chris can i ask when you think the peak of the empire was i would say i mean i would say probably around the the era between you know maybe a year in going into a new hope and up till like empire strikes back i think i would say that's probably peak empire when when they lost the death star i mean before that yeah i would i would say like if you're looking for a specific moment that's peak empire it's like the destruction of alderaan yeah yeah like um or or uh scarif too sure scarif too so so maybe you know one could also argue the destruction of jetta city as well Oh, um, good moment. All these things. I would. I think there's also an argument to be made for the period between A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back, just because you have like obviously the Death Star's gone, but you have like the full might of the Imperial War Machine has been activated against the Rebellion, and it's not going well for the Rebellion. You hate to right. see it. <laughs> That's gonna happen. Yep. Um. There is resistance. That's what we are talking about also, right? There's little pockets of resistance. Like yeah, not that freedom, much. Freedom fighters on Ryloth. Yeah, I feel like it's... And Chris, correct me. You're kind of... Sorry, you are going to talk a lot this episode because I feel like... Sorry, I'm burping this, this again. This is the build-up. It's very... Like, this, this was a like, very, like, plot exposition heavy section there's no question correct and i don't mean you're gonna talk a lot because of that i feel like we're gonna ask you your opinion on a lot of things because i feel like a lot of this is like your shit like this yeah. is kind of like the book about peak, peak Darth vader yeah <laughs> like the peak vader shit big if true like you, i just feel like you know a ton about this era like this is like the overlap of a bunch of stuff and so i kind of like want to know your opinions on a lot of things um would you i get the sense that a lot of the resistance in this kind of era if you'd like to call it an era or whatever it is this time um is mostly stemming from um movements where folks are trying to get their planets back so I'm thinking mm-hmm. like Mandalore and like Ryloth and like other places that have had either like have been super fucked over in the past, like Ryloth and like have never had a free Ryloth or used to be like a strong power like mm-hmm. Mandalore. Well, I, I feel like um, Cham says that at some point in the section, it's like, he, or he says something basically along the lines of it's a different organization, but we're they're still like oppressing us or whatever his words were like yeah. Ryloth is still getting fucked. It's just a different guy at the top of that food chain. Right. And there's a um, conversation between Cham and what's her name? Isval. Isval. Thank you. And like Cham is like a free lot. Ryloth is like different than destroying the empire. And Isval's like 
why (laughs) so it's very i thought that was like really interesting anyway no um, you're absolutely right like i think i think that's an important distinction and i think we'll talk about it in a bit when we talk about cham and his ideals later because this also like kind of comes up later when we meet cham in rebels but it is i would say all resistance at this point is local like there is not really a larger rebellion obviously we know from reading ahsoka in the past and just kind of knowing the timeline of the rebel alliance like mon mothma and bail are out there building things but it's very and ahsoka is with them at this point ahsoka's fulcrum at this point but like it is very sparse and you know thinking back to a new dawn when we think about the position Hera was in Hera was very much in the position of like she is looking for people who might be willing to like start to do something more united like there's no larger rebellion at this point like we're we're very much in the phase of like rebel cells Mm -hmm. uh like trying trying to formulate rebel cells and then go from there yeah everything's very localized there's nothing pulling them together and i think part like they don't know that it's a bigger thing so that's why you see all of these um local cells trying to do their own thing and you know maybe it's a save their planet thing for in a lot of cases yeah i think it's a lot of that even when we see leia being like alderaan is a peaceful world like don't fucking blow it up i think it's just a lot of the resistance is based on like those home planets Mm-hmm. yeah i think i think much of the rebellion is theoretical at this point as opposed to real mm-hmm. sure aside from you know these isolated pockets like the free ryloth movement aside from we hate the empire club mm-hmm. yeah thursdays at three thirty in room 226 <laughs> yes um i wrote a note under where is the empire at this i point? was go- i was just I gonna ask you Kristen, where is the empire at this point in your up, view up palpy's butt <laughs> Um, I would say up Palpy's butt slash uh, cowering before Darth Vader <laughs> because both of those things are true. <laughs> and it's just very funny because like a lot of times Palpy and uh, Darth Vader come as like a package deal and everybody's just like trying to suck the fuck up to Palpatine and everybody's just like very afraid of Darth Vader and it's just very funny. Poor it's a good... Funny. Like, I, I wish we would see that dynamic more on screen, which we won't. Like, I don't think we ever will. We see it a little bit in Return of the Jedi, obviously, but, like, that's kind of it. But, like, it's a funny dynamic because you have, like, Palpatine basically just, like, mocking everybody in how nice he is. He's like, mm-hmm. like I am not a military leader. I cannot yeah. give that order. What's well, yeah. funny, too, because, like... You know, in, in the little oh, that we've seen Palpatine in this, in this book, like, you can tell how much he's fucking playing chess against himself. Oh, yeah. I mean, honestly, I feel like maximum at any given point, Palpatine is maybe paying, like, 20% of his attention to what's happening at the moment. Oh, yeah. Like, everybody else is trying to figure out which side of the checkerboard goes up. Like, I don't... He's so fucking smart. It's so upsetting because he's such a bad person. <laughs> right. 
Jesus. But yeah, and when he's like, oh, my old friend, Ornfree Ta, you're going to give all my orders on Ryloth now because you're my friend, right? <laughs> Meanwhile, staring at Darth Vader, just unblinking back at you. Ornfree okay. Ta is just pooping his pants. <laughs> yep. <sighs> um, speaking of Darth Vader, we learn a lot about Darth Vader and his egg. Um, <laughs> we do. A lot of, lot of egg content. <laughs> Do you want to tell us about it, Chris? It's a pointy egg. I do. Sorry, I was... It is... It's a weirdly pointy egg. It probably hurt coming out of whatever giant metallic creature <laughs> Whatever came giant out of. metallic chicken? Yeah. Yeah, giant metallic Ostrich, chicken. Ostrich, emu. It's... Yeah, that's true. Like, bold of us to assume it was a chicken. I don't... Mm-hmm. It was Absolutely not an emu. Right. How, do, how do you know? I feel it in my bones. Mm-hmm. Could have been another flightless bird. What it, about a penguin? It's not a fucking penguin either. Okay. Sorry, penguin. I don't think that a penguin would lay an egg that would latch onto Darth Vader. I think an ostrich is a good option. Ostriches and emus are very similar. I do believe it's a chicken. Emus fucking won that war in Australia, and some redneck shot one. Like, I've shown you that video. Sure. Emus are scary. Anyway. But they have large talons. They're very, they're very, they're very scary. It anyway, Kevin, it doesn't matter. The bird from up. Yes. All Probably of these it. things. Yes. Yeah. Great. Um, it's the crossover we've all been waiting for. So um, he has this meditation egg. There is a real point to this. <laughs> yes. He's no. Yeah. So Vader egg, is, and we see him coming out of it in Empire. Where yes. do we see it? Empire? It's, it's Empire. We see it in Empire. Yeah. Yeah, and you're like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah. But we head. figure out what it is. <laughs> yeah, we get a little bit more detail about it and like kind of get the view that that's where he goes. Also, to, how like, it kick works. It. Yeah, how it works. Also, how it works, important, yeah. Kind of, to yeah. me. And like the view, sorry, I had to burp. Uh, the view of Vader of like that we get here is also like coincidentally like vader's stage in his like life development is very similar to the empire's like just how the empire is like very much on the upswing but not quite peak empire Mm -hmm. vader is very much on the upswing but not quite peak vader like he's still as we will talk a little bit about today and as we'll get more view of in the coming chapters he's still got a little bit of anakin in him he's not like quite full-on vader that he was in like a new hope end of rogue one where he is just like mm-hmm. peak of his fucking choking pun making powers right and by like a little bit of anakin you mean a little bit of like the soft anakin yeah a little bit of ag- the he's aggressively anakin at all times that's i mean he true. was and continues to be a trash baby <laughs> marina that was what i wanted to talk to you about off pod that i oh, okay. didn't talk about off pod that just like I I did talk to her. Sorry, I apologize. No, she she started a sentence and then said, "We can't talk off pod." <laughs> I appreciate I you living values. your values. Thank you. Not going um, to the grocery store and not talking off pod. Proud of you, Kristen. A little Our bit favorite of things. Anakin in my what? Oh my god. <laughs> a little bit. No one's ever. Anakin no one's ever sang this side. song. No one has ever <laughs> ever sang this song. A little bit of Annie's all I need. <laughs> Sorry, now I'm just making myself laugh. Um, uh, I love it when people are like, 
No, like Darth Vader, Anakin has multiple personality disorder or disassociative personality disorder and Darth Vader's a whole other person. I'm like, did you, have you seen what Darth Vader does? Because um, it's just what Anakin would do, but evil. Like it's the same dumb fuck shit. Yeah, like he he runs away from his problems if he can't fight it. Or like Like when he blasts them. Yeah. With his brain. Like when he walks into like the landing bay in a new hope and he's like i haven't felt this since and then he stops and fucking like, like yeah. turns and bounces because he doesn't want to have to fucking deal with obi-wan yeah but yeah he is very anakin in this as evidenced by the fact that he literally just stands there on the twi'lek uh shuttle freighter whatever it is and, and just breathes into the microphone <laughs> god he's such a dick like he's he is so, so he is so peak at all times just wants to troll everybody like he is so, so <laughs> just just he's so dumb he does like dumb shit also i loved the easter egg of the buzz droids Buzz droids, I don't, why are buzz droids like the single most destructive <laughs> weapon of war in I the entire know, Star Wars saga? I don't know, but like when the buzz droids got all over his ship, I was fucking lolling. <laughs> like honestly, like, give me a Death Star on one hand and like 200 buzz droids on the other <laughs> hand. Give me the buzz droids any day of the week. Right. Well, True. one doesn't have an issue in the... Uh... Uh, she just burped that was a, big, a big burp um, honestly i couldn't tell if you like lost your train of thought had to burp or were like waiting for like dramatic effect well i also couldn't remember the exact name of that uh pipe guy exhaust port yeah the thermal exhaust port the, yeah, 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 yeah yeah um and but i did have to burp so it was a necessary uh pause necessary awesome. pause this is um, really great content that we're putting out content. for our listeners At, today kate's gonna be so thrilled when so she different than this. no than mom usual. no rules that's so true um do we want to talk about saw versus uh cham i have a little bit i have a little bit more about vader okay you I wrote, skipped around, is okay. about I skipped around. i'm sorry i wrote anbian two spaces between the n and the b and bn <laughs> That's right. Okay, keep going. Then we'll talk about Saw versus Jam. Yeah. So, like, one thing I found really interesting so far in this book is that, like, we kind of get, like, the... I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this. We get the the dark side adept, like, code of ethics, almost. <laughs> like, we get the view of the dark side, but that's, like, not evil. Like, like the not are we the baddies view of the dark side. Uh, it, it's still not a great view of the dark side. I mean, it's, it's no, it's, it's still, it's not good. Like, let's be like, clear. I mean, it's got reasons behind it though. It's still as like, opposed to like <laughs> suffering. Focus on your anger. That's yeah, like strength. It, it has, <laughs> it allegedly has a point aside from, I want to lightning people. Yeah. Um, sometimes and it, just so we just have his people, like, though. it's true. I mean, Hey, sometimes you're having a bad day yesterday tequila clock like one minute after i finished work i get it believe me um but like it was interesting because he goes into this whole like kind of meditative 
train of thought where he's thinking about like how the force demands order and order will be imposed through the force. And that's like a very, aside from being a very dark side thing, that's very un-Jedi like. And that kind of gives you a view of where his mentality is at at this point. Like he has fully accepted the dark side of the force. Mm-hmm. And like, that's when we were talking about how he's not really conflicted anymore. There's a little bit of Anakin in there, but not much. I, I feel like that's almost more empire than anything. Like that's the whole point of the empire is to bring order. That's the whole thing about the first order. They want to bring order to the galaxy. That's order right in the name. It's right there. It is. But does that rise out of the, does, does the desire to create order rise out of the empire or does the empire rise out of the desire to create order i think the empire rises out of the desire sorry that's can you take tetris that's my tetris music (laughs) because i needed to do something with my hands but now it's playing directly and right into the mixer that's great i I, do not great do not edit that out i uh, you know, I won't. I barely edit anything out anymore, so... Um, good. I've, we've had a good influence on you. The Empire rose out of the need for order because um, I assume they still have astrology in a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> I hate you, Miranda. But some... Don't bring astrology into this. Some, don't. Pr- I'm just saying, like... I mean, it doesn't... Ha- I don't have to call it astrology. Like, some people function in certain ways and there's like a variety of ways people can do this. That's loosely based on your birthday. Um, I hate you so like, much. But like some, you know, order can rise out of anything. The Capricorns will bring you order. <laughs> I just said I don't, don't bring astrology I doubt into that. this. I doubt that, frankly. Um, I know very little about astrology. But what I know suggests that the Capricorns will not bring, will not impose order on the galaxy. I don't think you know what a Capricorn is, my dude. Very, very loosely. Honestly, really just flying by the seat of my pants here. I mean, if I could, the Capricorn, the Capricorns will fight with each other about who's right. And so there will be no order. No, so it is very rule of two then. You should see the look Miranda's giving me because I'm correct. <laughs> it's, it's rude, but fair. <laughs> anyway. Um, Honestly, the only thing I know about astrology is that cancers scream a lot because Kate's a cancer. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> that is super correct. Um, and Libras can't make decisions. It's me. Um, yeah, anyway, fair. it's all um, fine. Yeah. Oh, and then the other thing we see about Vader is, and we'll get much more of this throughout the book, but we get the first kind of glimpse into his relationship with Palpatine and we've like kind of talked about this with past books I think we talked about it with Thrawn alliances um probably somewhere else that I can't remember as well but like how in Revenge of the Sith it's kind of billed as this like friendly like we're gonna be friends and rule the galaxy together and then you know, whether that was a lie the whole time, whether it was due to Anakin's defeat on Mustafar. Um, oh, we talked about it when we were talking about the Marvel comics back when we read those, like, once. Um, like, regardless of what caused it, that is, it is, like, a barely veiled hostile relationship at this point. And, like, in a way that, like, work is so dysfunctional that it works for them because, like, they both just like accept these rules that if either of them deviates from their roles, the other will kill them immediately. 
it is fucking bananas. I love like how much we're figuring out that like yes, my lord is literally just like fuck Vader. You. Well, well, not only fuck you, but just like I can't say anything besides yes, my lord, because you already know everything I'm thinking, and you've already thought twenty steps ahead of me, and you're not actually asking the thing you're asking. You're asking something else, and I better agree to it. It's also yeah. wild that everyone like. In in the Sith order, they're just like, yeah, one of us is gonna like kill the other. It's cool, <laughs> and they, they're just like they both accept it and they both know it. Cool is not the word that I would use, but it's uh, it's something. They Anakin slash Darth Vader like seems very chill about that whole situation. He's like, I might kill Palpatine. He might kill me. One of us gonna die. Yeah, it's fucking yeah, wild it's like, shit. It's like it's like Vader, and, and I guess like all Sith apprentices. If we're reading, if we're reading into this, we don't really know any other Sith apprentices Darth in the canon. Um, the, Maul, yeah, and we don't know a ton about Maul's internal feelings when he was an apprentice. But like Anakin is very much like I'm biding my time for the right moment, and Palpatine is very much like. I could kill you with my thumb. Yeah. So it's just like this, the like imbalance of power is like kind of stunning coming from how Anakin was seduced in the first place. And like, Oh, I need your power so that we can rule together. Mm -hmm. Uh, And like, you know, friendship, all the, you know, being a mentor, all this bullshit to like, you are, the rest of the galaxy is absolute scum. You are one step above them. And then there's <laughs> me 10 miles higher. Yeah. I I feel like this would be a really good topic for the wrap-up episode. Because, like, I definitely have some more thoughts about... Yeah, Chris, you've read this before, um, right? Yeah, there's... This is, so. this is kind of... I mean, as... As You've one might guess always. from the fact that the, the cover of this book is Vader and Palpatine and it's called Lords of the Sith, we are going to get some more Vader and Palpatine <laughs> content. What a concept. Uh, I know. So we're this is um, going to be kind of a recurring mm-hmm. a recurring discussion, if you will. If you're wondering what that cover looks like, check out our Instagram at BookWorthPod. I just took one uh, with the dog in the book yesterday. So. That was a really good picture. It's Thank very you. cute. He loves Honestly, very impressed he didn't eat the book. I mean, he did right after that. So. Same, because also that was my book. <laughs> I mean, he bit the book. You know I don't have the fucking hardcover books. It's fine. I mean, you know, I don't have any she of She only the, has Dark Disciple, Miranda. She doesn't have the analog books. I don't have any of the analog books except for a few. I'm, I have... Uh, what, you have from, what the, from, a from a certain, certain point, point of view. view. Thank you. You have Rebel like, Rising. Yeah, I've got a couple. Quinn got me Rebel Rising. LOL. I still haven't read it. I can't participate in the Stark Saw versus Jam conversation. Oh, you should read Rebel Rising. That's oh, what, it's really good. That's what I hear. Yeah, it's great. And it's also YA, so you'll like finish it tonight. Yeah. Also, you, I have the analog copy of it. You could just take it right off the shelf. and re- Like, you should read it. You'll like it. Is it in here? I, probably. Right. I don't have any other books. <laughs> I can't read. Anyway. Um, if listeners have read Rebel Rising and want to hear us talk about it, you technically can in episodes one through three of the Book Wars pod. R.I.P. But I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it. Maybe that's one of the... Maybe we'll revisit Rebel Rising. <laughs> Just especially to re-record we, it with good audio. Yeah. Our audio was not great. Listen, 
Oh God, that was the one that we had to re-record yes. like four times, times too. Okay, it was our oh first God. podcast episodes. We're on episode 101. We actually have gotten better <laughs> since the first episode. Which, which really I know just tells you where we started. <laughs> I, I, yeah. Anyway, no. And plus, shout out to the patrons. We literally have decent audio equipment now. So that we finally know how to work a miracle i still need to send uh chris and kate their cords but it'll happen any day now (laughs) anyway um yeah so saw versus cham chris Chris, can you kick us off sorry i can't i was drinking my beer that's i was drinking my punch in the face of malt that's fine i know i can hear it like in your voice that it's just you're super, like making you can just a face. Hear, like, I can hear the face you're making. And I like malt. It's just it's it's <laughs> not a it's tasty, but it's not a well balanced beer. Sure, that's fair. Um. Anyway, so yeah, so like one thing that Cham repeats a lot in these first few chapters is he's kind of telling himself, "I'm not a terrorist. I'm a freedom fighter." And there's there's tons of connotations to the difference between a terrorist and a freedom fighter that we've discussed at length at when we've talked about Saw Gerrera. Um, you can listen to Rebel Rising. You can listen to our first bonus episode when we talk about kind of how the canon view of Saw is skewed and kind of racially coded. You can, I think we talk about it when we talk about um, Catalyst uh, by James Lucino because Saw appears in that. But basically... He is framing the struggle to himself as more of a noble endeavor of saving his people than an endeavor of destruction against the Empire. Yeah, he, he's doing it for a good cause. Yeah. Like, it's... Patriotic isn't necessarily the right word. But, like, if we want to take a freedom fighter literally, like, he's fighting for freedom of... Ryloth and the Trilux. Yeah. And that was just interesting to me because A, you know, we look at Cham and we see, you know, we know him from the Clone Wars when he fought with the Jedi and but was also like the like the free Ryloth movement was a quote unquote terrorist organization before they fought with the Jedi and like made peace because they were very against Ornfree Ta. Uh, working with the Republic. Um, But he did end up working with the Jedi and look where that got him. And then we see him in Rebels and he's like, he will occasionally work with the, with um, Phoenix Squadron, but he doesn't love it. And he always has kind of ulterior motives. Like there's, I think the first episode that he's in, which Kate, see if Kate was here, she could, I'm sure, tell me what it's called. But it's the one where they're trying to steal the uh, the carrier from that's in orbit over Ryloth. And Cham is kind of like, I don't care if you need this. I want to blow it up because Damn. Ryloth needs to see it burning. Um, And so, you know, A, we see that development of him of his mindset of he considers himself a freedom fighter but also like thinking about saw and thinking about what we know about saw from rogue one and from rebel rising in particular and from rebels actually too saw i don't 
think Saw would consider him. I don't think Saw cares about the distinction between a freedom fighter and a terrorist. Like, and we talked about kind of like in our in our first bonus episode, like the coded terminology of call of someone being a terrorist. But like, Saw doesn't need to frame the morality of what he's doing to himself in the way that Cham needs to, it seems like. Right. I feel like Saw is just much more like, we have a cause. We're going to do what we can for it. And is like more focused on, you know, executing that and um, fulfilling, loving, caressing the cause. I don't know. Um, than like how people view him doing that. Mm-hmm. Did you have a gummy before this? Yeah. Oh, I can tell. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, could you tell from caressing the cause? Well, listen. Well, she was like, I'm not going to have beer. And I was like, okay, f- live your life. And I didn't realize that she had a weed gummy before this. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, I also wrote something else in this outline, Chris. It says, Cham like actually tells people things sometimes saw doesn't lmao so true (laughs) so true okay but that's like actually true when we think about rebel rising and like Jin talking about the people around saw and trying to like piece together shit while she's a literal child the child living with him and she can't ever fucking figure anything out because he like sprinkles bread crumbs around and like doesn't even tell people what they need to know. He tells people Mm -hmm. like the absolute minimum. Whereas like Cham wants like missions to be a coherent success and like sets up, like tells people stuff so that if they can, so that they can set up contingency plans and blah, blah, blah. And I feel like saw is like, well, the ultimate goal is to, for like everything to burn. So however chaotic things need to be, mm-hmm. Mazel yeah. Tov. Uh, I, I agree with that. I don't know if saying that, you know, Cham is more open about it is like, I, you know, we see him in this, like he tells people what they need to know, but he's more transparent about it. It's not like plant this bomb. Like something Saul would say, it's okay. So like, here's the actual plan for this part. Like you guys are going to do this. We have these like, um, modified droids. They're going to do this. And like, everybody is much more on the loop as opposed to just kind of like out with one mission. But he, um, gosh, it was about the like little squadron of, um, the free Ryloth. She's gesturing. <laughs> um, Move. What are you? The spaceships. What's the word for that? Freighter. What are you? The freighter. No, like um, the repair ships. Oh, okay. Like he, he has a secret little. Um, like backup second part plan. Yeah. Like after the part where the buzz droids destroy uh, the perilous, he's got like reinforcements that nobody in the control room knows about. Correct, but I feel like if Saul was running this operation, like most of the people wouldn't understand that there were. They would be like, "Okay, so there are mines." Yeah, it's like, tell me when to push the big right. button. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, I feel like there would just be so 
much less known it, it just wouldn't feel like such a cohesive i feel like when saul runs thing it's never feel like it never feels like a cohesive effort just like everybody's kind of doing things out of like fear mm-hmm. it's i think it's i think it's that but i think it's also that there's more of a i think the goal is more consistently visible with the free ryloth movement like yeah cham i think does a better job in the traditional leadership role of like relating what we're doing back to the goal. So like we're stealing these supplies, you know, f- for the fight it, for Ryloth. We are doing this sure. for Ryloth. Like he has a very easy goal because he like just like literally and tangibly has a planet to save. And I think that's another key difference. Saw has actually nothing left. So, sometimes Saw just point. wants to watch the world burn. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, Honestly no. like, he and like and he is on and off still with the rebel alliance at this point sure. but i mean we see in rebel rising and we see in uh rebels star wars rebels that saw doesn't need to relate his actions back to the goal no. it is enough to him it is enough for him to hurt the empire and hurt the allies of the empire without it having a a long-term effect because that is what his mission is and he believes that if he just does that enough it will have an impact whereas i think cham is much more uh is 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 much more explicit about relating individual actions back to the goal cute kate screaming about whatever those rebels episodes were where saw and mon mothma are just fighting with each other (laughs) yeah exactly no that's exactly it because mon mothma is like how is how is blowing all this stuff up going to help us and he's like because it's the empire stuff yeah and and like that's literally it and that's and that's enough for him and thinking back to rebel rising when he does that attack on the civilians at oh gosh inu inusagi maybe um but like the cherry blossom planet yeah yeah and i think inusagi's correct Oh wow, way to go, Chris. I think um, I, I mean don't quote me on that, but I'm like, yeah. that sounded right. <laughs> um but he he does this what I think again, terminology is incredibly loaded, but it is more what we in society would consider to be a terrorist attack in that it was an attack on unarmed civilians. Sure. Um and he is totally fine with it. He is very much the ends justify the means so much that we don't even need to bother talking about it. Totally. Whereas Cham is very much like the ends justify the means, but this is how. Mm-hmm. And like, this is Miranda's point, but like Cham has been running this back for ever. Yeah. yeah. Um, this actually came up from a discussion we were having a little earlier about Cham and Isval. Uh, I can relate it to Saul. Like, you know, at this point, and the timeline Saul's not that old because he he Mm -hmm. was a teen um in the clone wars yeah yeah he's probably late 20s i would say maybe 30 generously maybe that seems very very generous but fair um yeah like he's been around and he's clearly been running his operation for a while but like Cham has been fighting for the same thing against different regimes and for longer than I would imagine Saul has. 
Um, yeah, absolutely. Because it's all based on my understanding and also due to him being a child. A child. Uh, <laughs> He he didn't start until the Clone Wars when Cham was already very deep into it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, I mean, just based on the fact that he has more experience, like, he's going to understand a little better. And granted, like, I do think they have very different styles anyway. Like, Cham is much more the type to tell everybody everything. Um but I'd imagine that, like, he knows that's a better choice because he's seen what happens in different situations that are, like, in regards to, you know, telling somebody something and telling somebody everything. If that yeah. makes sense. Um, no, totally. Which I think is also... Um, oh God, I, I do not remember the conversation we were having about Isfall, but it was about Cham being very principled. Is that? Yeah, I think that's I, I think that's fair to say attention. because Isval, <laughs> Isval kind of like talks to herself about how Cham wouldn't approve yeah. of mm-hmm. what she's doing in her um, her I think I think hunting is the word that she uses yeah. Yeah. of Imperials. And I think something that we see at least in this first section of the book is that Cham. Like, he is principled. He's very dedicated to this movement, to freeing Ryloth. And, like, he doesn't necessarily see the Empire as the big bad. It's just, the, you know, the villain of the week, basically. Mm-hmm. Whereas Isfall's like, what if I go into town and <laughs> just kill an Imperial officer tonight? That could fun. be fun. Who, who says no? Yeah. Um, I was going to just say, like, Cham thinks about it as, like, freeing Ryloth and Isfal thinks about it as, like, destroying the Empire and thinks that they're both kind of on the same side. And, like, in a lot of ways they are, but in a lot, in some ways they're not. So interesting that you just saying that makes me realize that Isfal is kind of the Saw character. Right? At this point. Yeah. Like, she is very much... And I don't... I don't know that well, I, I don't know, actually. Maybe Saw does agree, but, like, her opinion is kind of, like, you know, to to borrow from The Last Jedi, it's not really about saving what we love because what we love is already destroyed. It is about fighting what we hate. Whereas Cham is about, it is about saving Ryloth at the end of the day. Yeah. And Isval is like, I'm already broken. Ryloth is already broken. Let's just kill some people. <laughs> Who says no? Oh, what right. a what a great note to end on. <laughs> right. Also, Uplifting one other as note. Always. One other note about this book, just kind of an editorial note. As anybody who's reading along with us has noticed, there's a lot in this book and the writing of it and the writing of characters that is extremely problematic. Um, as we've done in the past with uh, with books that had that issue. We are going to tackle all of that in the wrap up and like before the wrap up, kind of like do as we as we usually do and as we did today and just like more talk from an in universe perspective as written. But rest assured, when I talk about how Isfall like considers herself broken, that's we're 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 aware. We'll get of how into this has it. Been we have yeah. lots of notes. We do. Um, anyway, 
What a great place to end. <laughs> Next episode, we're going to be continuing on with Lords of the Sith by Paul S. Kemp, chapters 8 through 13. Uh, in the meantime, hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr at BookWarsPod. Email us at BookWarsPod at gmail.com. And rate, review, and subscribe to both us and the Tashi Station Radio Mega Feed. It is the best way for people to discover the show and really just insert us directly into their ear holes and into their hearts. So sorry. Uh... <laughs> If you have the means and you're so inclined, please donate to the Tashi Station Radio Patreon and give us coffee at ko-fi.com slash bookwarspod. It helps us cover our hosting and production costs. And when you give us coffee or when Kristen just has a good picture of Jasper that she wants to post, we will post pictures of Porkchop, Orca, and Jasper. Yeah, so really, that one was it's a, for that, you. That was a specific book-oriented one. If it's you true. want just like derpy, cute photos better fucking give us money mm-hmm. pow, pow. there's nowhere else on the internet you can find either pork chop or jasper that's for sure no hamsters fuck off no aussies all of you um our theme song is whiz bang by poddington bear our logo and artwork are by joe Butera design thank you as always for listening to this episode of the book wars pod for Kristen and miranda and kate in spirit i'm chris and we'll talk to you next week Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> no one's applauding. No one's they're applauding because it's over. Us.